Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, He's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Are you ready? You like that? You like that? center field, Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch! Lost one out near side, May there, intercepted! Gophers have picked it off! It's Whitfield down the sideline to the 31! His second INT of the day! Swap for a shot, he scores! Zuccarello and Kaprizov work their magic again! And the Wild lead it 1-0! All right, everybody, what's going on? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you. Sports Done Right is back, and we are here to talk all things Minnesota sports, Upper Midwest, the Big Ten, some national stuff as well. Thank you for tuning in. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I am so happy to be back in the Situation Room with you guys tonight. Uh, first off, let me tell you, we're just going to kind of get, this is just going to be a Viking show. Let's just get that out the way here. Of course, you can find us on pigskinpodcastnetwork.com. That's right. Proud to be, uh, on the uh, network with my, my fellow compadres over there. We have 7th Avenue Pizza and Cultivated CBD, both the best at what they do, sponsoring the podcast, 
Hey, man, let's just get to it. Minnesota Vikings, we got the one and only Rick Sosa joining us. And Rick is from the Purple Code, or he's going to, and plus what I like about Rick too, he knows everything Vikings. So he's been at training camp. He watched the preseason game in Vegas. So we're just going to get right to it. And this is going to be kind of a a first look at the Vikings, kind of a first preview show at the Vikings here next week. We're going to turn to the Gophers as we're getting ready for game one with the Minnesota Gophers. Former Gopher coach Jerry Kill coming back to town after all the stuff he was talking about and not setting foot on campus and, you know, wondering if we're going to have prop bets on if he's going to shake PJ's hand and whatnot. I'm sure he will, but... Uh, yeah, so even though New Mexico State's coming to town and they don't get a lot of love because they're actually the worst team in college football. Probably curse my goal for saying that now, but hey, uh, it is what it is. But Coach Kill making his triumphant return to Minneapolis in a uh, week and a half. So, all right, let's get to it. Rick Sosa, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. And, you know, we went over everything, the offense, defense, coaching staff, how the Vikings looked in game one. So let's get to it here. Rick Sosa joining the Sports Done Right podcast. Oops, once we get everything set up, there we go. All right, everybody. Vince Wright, the sports governor, is back with you on Sports Done Right. And we have the one and only, the man from the Purple Code himself. Mr. Rick Sosa, one of our favorite Viking voices uh, out here in podcast land. How you doing, brother? My man, Vince. Uh, I'm doing great. Happy to be back here uh, doing your podcast. An exciting uh, time coming up for a Vikings uh, 2022 season. Hey, I, dude, I can't wait for this season. So, you know, obviously new coaching staff, new schemes, new this, new that. Now, Rick has been out literally every day at training camp so let's start there before we get into this first game that we just had with the las vegas raiders you know your initial thoughts rick as you've been out at training camp the first few days um just kind of general observations and and kind of what were you looking for those first few days out there you know vince one thing that i want to talk about uh before i even get into the actual team um I had the opportunity to cover training camp in 2017, the very last year at Mankato. Uh, you know, and everybody knows the experience is different uh, or was different at Mankato versus what it is in Egan. Right. But for the first time, for the first time, Vince, in, in you know, whatever it's been four years that the Vikings moved the training camp to Egan, I felt the vibe between fans and team, very, very similar to that of Mankato uh, five years ago. It kind of took a little while for fans to kind of warm up to, to the TCO and, you know, going to Egan and, and then just the whole uh, facility being different. You know, they were used to the players coming on bicycles from the uh, campus to right. the field and, you know, be, be able to get really close to the players. So all that, was different, and, and I think that the fans went through an adjustment period. But for the first time in this 2022, I, I think uh, I saw a lot of families, I saw a lot of fans just just excited about being part of the uh, uh, season uh, this year and, and enjoying themselves at camp. You know, things were very well organized with autograph signing lines right, and, yeah. you know, the games for the kids and all that. 
I, I really want to mention that because um, from a from a camp experience, I, I felt a little more like like the the Mankato days for for the fans. Right. Yeah. I was just gonna say probably it sounds like it feels more like that old school Mankato vibe for you. So that's definitely good to hear. Yeah, and I guess it goes along with with you know the the new coaching staff, the new vibe, and and the whole positive message that the team is trying to send to the fans too. Right, exactly. So again, our man Rich Sosa out at Vikings training camp. All right, so what did you see from the players on the field the first few days? What were you looking for? Um, you know, so much to talk about. Uh, you know, we got a, a quarterback with COVID. He'll be back soon enough. Um, we got all kinds of battles being fought for positions everywhere, just like there always is at training camp. Rick Sosa, what were you looking at and what were you looking for those first few days on the field at training camp? Well, the the first thing, Vince, is to see the, the chemistry uh, on the field with the team. I mean, I, I, I we got a lot of videos out there on the platform. You know, players are dancing around. They're having fun. <laughs> right. I mean, they're just st- stuff. Stuff that you did not see under Mike Zimmer. You did right. not see any of that. Uh, so, so that's always good to see. And as far as the battles at camp, I mean, we started camp with uh, wanting to see, you know, what the rookies can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got players like Lewisine. You've got players like Ed Ingram um, that, you know, people were excited to see uh, uh, at camp and see what, what they could show. I would tell you that from a battle standpoint, I think the wide receiver – uh, position the wide receiver group was a very interesting one. Not mm-hmm. obviously not for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. People wanted to see the progress with KJ Osborne. People wanted to see the progress right. with Amir Smith Marset um, and some of the other younger uh, receivers, and you know see what that's going to look like uh, in terms of uh, you know the offense for for this 2022 Vikings that it's been talked about enough. That Kevin O'Connell is bringing the Sean McVay spread out offense, you know, right. five wide receivers, just using the whole field. So if you're going to use five wide receivers, I mean, people were interested to see how how these receivers are going to pan out, and and I would say that was one highlight. Okay. The other one, Vince, is obviously the the backup quarterback. I think people wanted to see, um, you know, what Kellen Mond can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people felt like uh, maybe perhaps he did not get the uh, proper development uh, last year under Mike Zimmer. Yeah, I I was one of those people, Rick, that, you know, I don't think he was getting a fair shake from Zimmer at all. So, um, you know, yeah, not to interrupt you there, but give me your, continue your thoughts on him. And then we'll get into what we saw from him in the game here on um, yesterday. You know, what I can tell you, Vince, uh, Initially, probably the first week of camp, I still noticed a very uh, nervous Kellen Mond. Um, he had a number of fumbles in the exchange between himself and the center. This is this is during during practice. So I saw still a lot of mental lapses in his game, uh, overthrowing receivers. Um, but you know, a lot of that I always question myself. Okay, how much of this is mental, and how much of this is uh, something that he might or might not be able to overcome from from the treatment he received last year because i mean these are players coming out of college and and you know we try to evaluate them as, as their season pros and they're not right so exactly. for mon yeah so for mon i mean i was curious to see if uh, that was just a mental situation uh then we got into the night scrimmage and he looked a little bit better 
uh, but nothing nothing to to be too excited about um well then let's and of course and i'm sorry well let's ahead, jump let's jump ahead to the game since we're on kellen mon because that's one of the things that i was going to talk about now he had a real nice second half a couple touchdown uh throws to burt wilson um i'll ask you about burt wilson in a second but the collective media my friend you know and you've heard it today is that you know, hey, Kellen Mond is laying his claim to, to the number two quarterback. Um, I've heard a lot of the uh, professional, let's say, um, sports writers talk about his progression and, 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 you know, how he is actually looking a little bit better. Like you were saying, probably, you know, you know, nothing to get horribly excited about, but maybe he's progressing um, in the end. You know, because let's cut to the chase. We all know what uh, Mannion is, um, what his game's about. And, I, you know, hey, he's great in the, in the film room and everything, but doesn't really seem to do a lot on the field. If Kellen Mond just keeps this level of progression, whatever you want to call it, Rick, would it be safe to assume he's going to be the number two quarterback? Well, I, I think it depends, Vince. Um, if, if his competition is Sean Mannion, I think right. we all saw yesterday that the Kalen Mann is is a far better quarterback than than Sean Mannion, but but that that doesn't necessarily mean that Kalen Mann is ready for the NFL. Do the Vikings it, sign somebody? That, well, I I think you know if if it was me, I'd probably still be looking at a at a veteran, uh, somebody okay. that is actually capable to play in the position. You know, obviously, good quarterbacks are already accounted for at this point uh, uh, in the game for the most part. Um, but the fact that Clint Mon, you know, played a good quarter of football and his competition is Sean Mannion, I, I think we need to be careful not to get too uh, carried away with, okay. with you know, the, the saying that, you know, Clint Mon is, is ready and he's going to be stepping in and all that. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you compare him to Sean Mannion, I mean, you, you tend to get excited because Sean <laughs> Mannion is just Sean not bad. <laughs> right. So, so we just need to be we need to be careful with that. I, I still believe that that the true backup quarterback of the Vikings is not in the current roster. No. Um, okay. That doesn't mean that they're going to go sign someone. Uh, I'm I'm still expecting that that could be a possibility, and that's just going to give Mon a little more time to settle down and to continue to progress. And and he doesn't need to be you know the the guy that that would step in as a QB two this year perhaps in 2023. I think, I think this is a developmental situation with Mont. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm from the old school and I grew up, you know, where the quarterbacks and, you know, just like the hated Aaron Rodgers was talking about last week over in green Bay, you know, how he had to sit for those three years behind Favre. You know, I grew up, you know, I was talking with Tommy Kramer, you know, you've been over to the house over there. I was talking with Kramer, how, you know, his time behind Fran when he was here and, and all that stuff. So, I don't mind it because I do think it sets it up, like you said, for 2023 to see, okay, well, you know, depending on what the money looks like and whatnot and what his game can possibly look like. But I am very eager to see him continue to play in the preseason, see if he can make some things happen. Uh, Maybe he plays with the second team instead of the third team. And, um, you know, I hope he progresses. I, I liked the kid when he came out of college. I didn't think like we were just saying he got a fair shake from Zimmer. And, you know, for, just to see if he can uh, see what we got here potentially, Rick. So 
With that being said, let's talk about, you mentioned the name earlier, Ed Ingram on our offensive line. And folks, again, this is Rick Sosa that we're talking with here on the Sports Done Right podcast with Vince Wright, the sports governor. Ed Ingram is getting a lot of buzz all of a sudden as someone who needs to be starting on the offensive line. I was all over Viking social media today and and all the websites and podcasts, and everybody is loving Ed Ingram, Rick. What are your thoughts on this young man, and do you think he's ready? I mean, obviously one preseason game in doesn't mean a whole lot, but from what people are saying, could this guy possibly be a starter when uh, game one rolls around? You know, uh, Vince, I'm going to go as far as to say, you know, kind of the the opposite of the Kalenmon conversation where we know he's not quite ready yet. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before Ingram uh, overtakes Jesse Davis for the right guard starting no. spot. I'm not, I'm not sure that it's going to be uh, week one against the Packers, but I think at some point of the season, perhaps early in the season, I agree. Uh, I think Ingram, Ingram has a, a definite, definite realistic shot of being the starting uh, right guard for the Vikings. I totally agree with you. You know, Jesse Davis is a, the wily veteran brought in, uh, you know, I use terms or I've heard terms from people like stop gap and, you know, uh, just the fill in player here for, for a quick stop. And, you know, Hey, Justin Davis, decent player and all that. No, no disrespect to him by any means, but Ed Ingram really just seems to be putting in the work. The work is showing up on the field and people are really liking what they see out there. So, my man, let's, you know, the offense, Rick, is, you know, I mean, it's kind of set. Obviously, Irv Smith out, um, you know, again, unfortunately. But, you know, everything else is kind of set. Let me just ask you real quick, outside of Ed Ingram, what are your thoughts on our offensive line? That offensive line always seems to be the big question mark, you know, for the Vikings offense. You know, when they're not protecting, obviously things have gone south. When they give Kirk Cousins time, our offense looks world-class. So, you know, give us your thoughts on the offensive line collectively for the Purple. Well, just a, a quick uh, add-on to the Ingram situation and perhaps Jesse Davis. Davis uh, has a lot of guaranteed money in his contract. So, I mean, that that kind of plays a part in, in That's some true, of the decision-making. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't because the best, the best player should be on the field, but – I can start giving Jesse Davis uh, uh, you know, a nice amount of guaranteed money. Um, but I think in the end, Ingram is just going to be more talented. And, and you know, J- Jesse Davis could be a good uh, substitute, you know, coming in, you know, if, if need be. Uh, Vince, as far as the line uh, tackle to guard on both sides, I, I, I see the line very, very strong. Okay. Uh, I think we've been saying now for, you know, months, three, four months that the, the week, Spot is the center. Unfortunately, Gary Bradbury is, is someone who, in my opinion, uh, has not lived up to expectations of a first-round selection, and perhaps a lot of that is not his ability, but more like his size. He's an undersized player, and and unfortunately, that's kind of where things are at. And maybe Kevin O'Connell feels like he can still roll the dice with him. I, I have my doubts. Okay. Um, okay. I, we, we we hear rumors that that the Vikings perhaps are looking at a trade for a center, um, which I think that's fantastic if they're able to to bring somebody that at least is, is not undersized and, and is a quality player. Right. Uh, but I, I think tackle the guard, Vince, tackle the guard, the Vikings are looking probably best uh, 
perhaps since going back to the uh, Brett Favre, uh, you know, offensive line of late 2000s, Ooh. early 2011 okay. uh, and 12, yeah. All right. Hey, you, you heard it first. Rick Sosa telling you the much-improved Minnesota Vikings offensive line. All right, Rick, before we jump over to the defensive side of the ball, let's just take a pivot here real quick. Have you seen anything or heard anything? I mean, I know we always got – well, I, I was going to ask you, you know, Burt Wilson, he caught a couple touchdowns from Kellen Mond. You know, people have talked about him maybe filling in on special teams, doing some returning. Have you heard anything regarding, you know, the special teams out there for our purple? Because, you know, that's kind of one area, at least in my opinion, you know, I think that we have lacked over the past few years. Not a whole lot of big plays, not a whole lot of big returns. Have you seen any improvement in the special teams of the Minnesota Vikings? You know, we'll talk kickers later, but just in terms of return folks. Well, it's an interesting point, Vince, because uh, yesterday I I thought as far as uh, the Vikings returning the the football on kicks, they did a pretty good job. Uh, But I also thought on covering kicks when the Raiders were returning the the football, they they didn't do as, as good. And when you go through those cuts, when you start making those selections of players that are going to stay or, or be cut, I mean, somebody's got to play special teams, Vince. Right. So you cannot have, you cannot have, you know, five, six, seven wide receivers make the roster and they're all, you know, players that are fantastic at, you know, catching the ball and running routes and, you know, returning punts. Somebody's got to play special teams and tackle. Right. So, I think I think that part is is something to be uh, taken into account, which is the reason why someone like Dan Chisena has made you know the roster the last couple of years. Uh, he you don't see him a lot on on you know actual offenses catching the ball, but he's an important piece in, on special teams because he's a gunner, he's fast, he can get to the tackles. And that, that's that's one thing that um, you know the team's going to have to evaluate and decide. You know, is Albert Wilson is Jalen Naylor. Uh, is it Myron Mitchell and, and uh, can any of those guys tackle when they go on special teams? I, I did not, uh, I was not too impressed with the coverage of kicks uh, yesterday. Vince. So uh, that's okay. going to be an interesting, um, you know, point that the team is going to have to decide. Absolutely. All right, my man. So before we jump to the defense here, um, a few more minutes with Rick Sosa again, Rick uh, is the man when it comes to the Vikings, a uh, good friend of mine, excellent golfer don't get him on the golf course he will take your money um let me ask you my friend let's just talk about the coaching staff very quickly here obviously it's the grand unknown because they've never well i you know our head coach is new he's put together the staff you know uh ed donatel and the crew over there just initial thoughts on the coaching crew of the Vikings. You know, obviously everybody's saying all the right things about our new head coach. Uh, the temperament from even what you said earlier seems to be much better over there than the Zimmer days. But how are you feeling about the coaching staff that uh, Kevin's put together? I, I like it a lot, Vince. Uh, I think it starts at the top with Quisio Dofamansa coming in, selecting O'Connell and really bringing that new culture to the team. So all that is in place, and, and, and I think we talked about it the last time I was a guest on your, on your, on your show, and now it's going to have to translate into success on the field because, you know, you can have the greatest 
uh, atmosphere and whatever else. But if you start losing games, it's going to go south pretty quickly. So you've got to be able to put it on the field. And one thing, Vince, that, that I think we don't talk enough about it or hardly at all is how Coach O'Connell is going through this camp and preseason games, and and this is also a, a trial by fire for him too. I mean, he's starting oh, yeah, to yeah. you know run his own te- run his own team, uh, call his own plays. Let's not forget that Sean McVay called plays for the Rams. So you know, O'Connell is right there with the walkie-talkie in camp. You know, standing probably I don't know twenty yards away from from the quarterback, and you know, communicating the plays. They're just really uh, running the way it's going to be in a real game, and and Edna Mattel has. You know, gave him a lot of different looks, and and O'Connell, he's you know running his own offense for for the first time in his career as a head coach. So, so that is a good thing that the coach is also going through all this uh, different exercises because mm-hmm. you know I said this before, you know, no disrespect to the Detroit Lions, but we're not starting the the season against the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears. We're starting the season against the Packers. Right. So I mean, yeah. he's not gonna have. A, I mean, he's <laughs> yes, gonna have yeah. this this three preseason games to 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 get used to call games and call his own mm-hmm. plays on offense and all that and and read the defenses, because he, right out of the gate, the right out of the gate, he's gonna have to deliver the goods on the on the very first game. Yeah, exactly. Again, folks, our man Rick Sosa breaking down the Minnesota Vikings. We're you know we're gonna have a few guests on before the season starts. Rick is the first one up. So kind of a, a, a Vikings preview one show, as I would like to say here with Rick. All right, my man. So before I get you out of here, obviously, we got to talk about the Vikings defense for a couple minutes here. You know, going to a 3-4, new scheme. Um, you know, they had four sacks in the preseason game. Again, preseason's preseason. You know, I don't put a lot of stock into it. But, you know, I mean, take the good with the bad. Give me your thoughts. Let's just start. We'll start with the defensive line. We'll go to the linebackers and go right on to the backfield. So break it on down for me, man. Initial thoughts here in the first week or so of camp in the game with the Vikings defensive line. I, I like it a lot, Vince. I mean, what is there not to like when you He's have right. Daniel Hunter and Sedaris so there, yeah, Smith? On, on exactly. Side. Um, I mean, uh, it, it, I, I tell you, the, the Vikings defense is going to go or is going to look as, as good or is going to go as far in terms of ranking as, as those two can stay healthy. Right. If uh, uh, Sedaris Smith and Daniel Hunter, they, they have a rotation by Edna Natale and people are moving in the, in the front line and they're not you know, playing 90% of the snaps like they right. used to with Zimmer. If they can survive 17 games without injuries, this, def- this defense is going to be far, far better than, than 2021 uh, because, like I said, when you have two quality players like that on, on each flank, that's mm-hmm. just going to make life easier for Harrison Phillips and De- Dalvin Tomlinson and Armand Watts. Uh, and then I got to tell you, Vince, uh, another player that people don't talk about a lot, uh, and he's a baller, and, and that's Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, linebacker that came from yeah. Arizona. Um, he's looked really, really good at camp. So yeah, yep. I, I, I the, totally uh, agree with you. Good. Yep, I agree with you on him. You know, obviously, you know, uh, Vikings mainstay Anthony Barr is uh, down in Dallas. So, you know, kind of got a new look linebacking crew there. So I'm very excited for him. 
And Rick, let's just touch on these defensive backs here. Um, you know, they're all names that we know and love. The guys can play. Tell me something, man. What do you think about our defensive backfield? And can they get back to being just kind of the shutdown corners and safeties that we've seen in Vikings defenses from the past? Well, I mean, you, you basically have it broken down into, you know, one side of the field is veterans and the other side is, is younger players, meaning uh, Patrick Peterson is, is a top-notch corner in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, he's getting older. And, yeah, he and is, same yeah. situation. If, 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 if Peterson can't survive a 17-game season, I mean, he, he's one of the best corners out there in the NFL. Uh, you got Harrison Smith, who is a future Hall of Famer. And then opposite, you got the younger guys. You got uh, Cameron Bynum, who is a great player, a fantastic yes, he player. Is. Yes. And then you got uh, maybe the, the the weaker link of the four, and, and that's Cam Dantzler, because he's still yet to be, you know, a proven NFL corner. In in, in my opinion, I mean, he he was not in in Zimmer's. Uh, best friends with Zimmer last year, so he was in the doghouse a lot. But but I think Cameron Dantzler is somebody that is going to have to step up his game to to be worthy of a of a good NFL corner. And and if that happens, again, if uh, the pass rush is happening with Smith and Hunter, it's going to make it easier for those guys. But I, I see the defense very very strong and and much much improved to twenty twenty one. All right. All right, Rick. So we've talked about it all, my man. Let me ask you this, just r- real quick on, on the preseason game. And I don't know if you watched it all or if you just saw highlights or whatever you saw from it. You know, just give me like a quick minute on your initial thoughts from what you saw. You know, I have said this before. Um, I feel like the Minnesota Vikings on offense with this new offense is spread out. Uh, Mike Bay slash Kevin O'Connell. This team on offense can potentially have a lot of speed, lots of speed. If you go down the names, you got Dalvin Cook, you've got Justin Jefferson, you've got uh, Ken Nguangu, you've got Ty Chandler. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got uh, Amir Smith-Marset. You have a ton of speed. So part of what I saw yesterday there were some lapses of the game where the offensive line looked really good and opened up some nice lanes. I saw Kenley Nguangu and I saw Ty Chandler just flying through those lanes, uh, which gets me super excited because, like I said, um, the Vikings can turn out to be a team with just scary speed, man. Very right. scary speed. Okay. All right, my man. Well, Let's just, you know, obviously it's very early, Rick. So let's just have some fun, my man. How many games do you think the Vikings are going to win? Or, you know, for for the gamblers out there, if you got maybe an over-under on the wins, what are you thinking we're going to see when it's all said and done from this Vikings team? You know, it's virtually, not virtually, but it's very close to a similar roster. The 2021, there's been some additions, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to believe that you know there were at least two or three blunders of a game in 2021 that they, they could have gone either way. I think this team can win anywhere between nine, ten to eleven, twelve games in in 2022. Okay, okay, you heard it here. Rick is going to 
11, 12. I, th- I think initially my thoughts were 9 or 10. I'm going to wait another week or two and kind of take a second look and see if I need to revise, brother. Um, again, folks, the Purple Code's the place. Rick Sosa is the man. Rick, before I get you out of here, as always, brother, thank you so much for taking time to join us on Sports Done Right. Tell the people, you know, where you are, where you're writing, where they can follow you on social media. Absolutely. My Twitter handle is at Rick Sosa. I'm sorry, Rick. At Sosa Rick, the other way around. <laughs> and uh, uh, the purple code is at the purple code one. Uh, we are also on TikTok, which is where we post a lot of the funny videos where the players are dancing and all that. Uh, we're also on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook under the purple code. All right, my man. You be, now, I, obviously, with the uh, season starting here, you've been playing a lot of golf recently. Well, uh, yes, I have been playing probably probably too much events, but there's, there's really <laughs> never enough golf. So that we, got, that we, got we about agree. A on. Month and a half left, and yes. we, we got to take advantage of it. All right. Well, like I was telling you earlier, my man, uh, let's get out real soon so we can uh, shoot the shit and talk some Vikings on the course. And again, folks, make sure you're checking Rick out at the Purple Code. He does amazing work over there. He's a great Viking mind. So make sure you're checking him out. And uh, Rick, we appreciate you joining us here on Sports Done Right. All right, folks. So that was Rick Sosa. We did that interview a few days back. Want to thank Rick for uh, gracing us with his presence once again and talking Minnesota Vikings. So we're going to do this. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we are going to pay tribute to a gopher legend and icon and uh, who we lost here um, a few days ago. So with that, I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast, which is on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking all of us out over there. The show is sponsored by cultivated cbd the best cbd products in the world and along with my favorite frozen pizza the best the sauce the toppings i'm telling you people seventh avenue pizza is the way to go and once again from DraftKings, that's right DraftKings sportsbook football fans DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012 now 10 years later they're doing it again with rainmakers football the first ever NFT fantasy football game. A new way to enjoy daily fantasy football. A new shot to win millions in prizes. And the only uh, NFT fantasy games that are licensed by the NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmaker football contest all season long. And you're going to be competing for millions in jaw-dropping prizes there. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more like you would in daily fantasy football. Excuse me. So... Here we go. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app right now and sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. Again, that's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. And with that, my friends, we will be right back to the Sports Done Right podcast. 
And it was I, the abstract And me, the five-footer I kicks the mad style So step off the Frankfurter Yo, Fife, you remember that routine That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean Um, um, a tidbit Um, a smidgen I don't get the message So you gots to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip You're on point, Fife All the time, Tip So then grab the microphone And let your words rip Now here's a funky introduction Of how nice I am Tell your mother, tell your father Send a telegram I'm like an energizer cause you see I last long My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong Now if you say my style is whack, it's where you're dead wrong I slay that body and El Segundo then push it along You'll be a fool to reply the fight is not the man Cause you know and I know that you know who I am A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals you see And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me They get vexed, I will next cause none can test me I'm just a flat MC who's five for three and very brave On top remaining, no home training cause I misbehave I come correct and full effect of all my holes in check And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard So just clean out your ears and just check the word Check the vibe, Was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock uh, those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080, record company people are shady, so kids watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack, I don't doubt it, look at how they act, look off the better things like a hip hop forum, pass me the rock and I'll score them with the corn and proper, what you say hammer, proper, rap is not pop, if you call it that and stop. Votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. 
Little sports done right. I am Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you live from the Situation Room here in the Twin Cities. Oh, talking Minnesota sports. You just heard from Rick Sosa as we were talking Minnesota Vikings. Again, that's kind of our first preview. We got a few more guests lined up as training camp progresses. And, man, we're going to be in week one before you know it with Green Bay. Uh, We're going to be talking gopher football next week, taking a look at the Big Ten, seeing how things are shaping up there, what we're initially thinking, and see how the gophers are going to do. But... One thing that I wanted to get into, my people, is I wanted to pay tribute here to a gopher icon, a gopher legend, and for those locally and in gopher nation, <clears throat> excuse me, Clyde Turner passed away a few days ago, and I know I'm a little late here, but just wanted to give a shout out to him because, you know, in the, in the halls of gopher basketball, it's not a name that a lot of people are horribly familiar with, but you kind of forget how much of a legend that Clyde was. So um, Clyde Turner, who was born in Mississippi, found his way up in Urbana, Illinois, played high school basketball there, uh, Champaign Central, school's all-time leading scorer to this day, by the way. From there, he went over. Uh, he was a JUCO standout at Robert Morris Junior College. And from there, he was noticed by Gopher coach Bill Musselman. And I'm just going to kind of read verbatim here from the obituary that was in the newspapers. I think that's really the best way to give this man his flowers and his props. So I'll just pick up here. Uh, there, um, this is after he got to University of Minnesota. There, he was the Golden Gophers' leading scorer, led them to the 71-72 Big Ten Championship, and earned all Big Ten honors. He graduated with a bachelor's degree of science in 1976, was drafted in the third round by the Milwaukee Bucks in 1973. He also played two professional seasons in Europe before returning to Minneapolis. Clyde spent the rest of his life pouring... um, Pouring our love for his adopted hometown through his community outreach efforts. Uh, he, the Clyde Turner basketball camps are legendary in the Twin Cities. My sister, when she was coming up and playing basketball in high school and over at the university, she uh, volunteered and gave time there and, and was definitely some of the best things she did. Um, back to Clyde's obituary here. Uh, Clyde spent the rest of his life, as I said, uh, pouring out love for his adopted hometown through his community efforts and outreach, fueling his passion for bettering the lives of children and families and stress the power of education. Clyde began his career at the Big Brothers Big Sisters, where he was the first African-American male hired by the organization. Wow. While there, he founded his Clyde Turner Educational Basketball Camps in 1985, which mainly focused on basketball instruction, personal development, and career planning. He ran his camps all over the Twin Cities each summer thereafter for nearly 35 years as the area's longest continuous summer basketball camps. He also started and operated holiday camps based on the seven principles of Kwanzaa for over a decade. Now with a master's of social work degree from the University of Minnesota, Clyde became nationally known for his work with children and families when he joined Family Alternatives, a local private adoption agency. There, he pioneered the recruitment of families for foster children of color to be placed in foster care homes with families 
that best reflected the population they were serving. Clyde later joined Ramsey County to work as the manager of Family Support Division, which composed of of child foster care, adult foster care, adoption, child protection, and guardian units. While with the county, he led anti-racism initiatives founded by the Braemar Foundation and chaired the National Breakthrough Series on Ending Racial Disparities funded by the Casey Family Foundation. It goes on and on for Clyde. Um, Again, a gopher legend, a gopher icon. He passed away August 9th. 2022 and i mean just you know goes beyond basketball it really does that you know to leave this type of legacy and you know like i said the you know his basketball camps were legendary and everybody knew about him all the big names played in them so clyde turner rest in peace you are a gopher legend a gopher icon and you will never ever be forgotten And with that, we're going to close out the show here. We'll be back next week with more Sports Done Right, working on a couple guests here. Again, Big Ten football, we're going to start delving into that as that's popping up. Vikings will have their second game under their belts, and the NFL is off and running with training camp. So settle in, baby. Football is here. And before you know it, we're going to be talking hockey, basketball as well. So uh, unfortunately, that means summer is coming to an end, but it is what it is. All right, folks, thanks for listening. This is Vince Wright on the Pigskin Podcast Network. This is the Sports Done Right Show, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza and Cultivated CBD. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.